want us to look at uh, Psalm 93, a few verses in some of the Psalms that cover what I want to speak about very briefly, which is Jesus reigns over the nations. Jesus is Lord. That is the gospel message. That he is Lord, that he reigns, that he is on the throne, and that he is in control. And it's very easy to lose sight of that at this time with all the tumult among the nations. But, you know, God's word covers these things. And that's what we need to understand, that if we are students of God's word, if we are immersed in his word, and not just immersed, it has to be said, in Sky News or the Daily Mail or Rumble or TikTok or all these things, because it's easy to get our information from these things. And even that information that we would say is friendly towards our cause, towards the remnant, there can still be an element of fear. There can still be an element of we're just repeating the fear-filled message of governments because you, you read, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're going to introduce these measures, and particularly in places like Austria and Germany right now, where they're clamping down on people. What we have to understand is God's word has already covered everything that we're facing right now, everything that we're involved with and engaging with right now. God's word has covered it and, and does cover it. So Psalm 93 says, verse 1, The Lord reigneth, he is clothed with majesty, the Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also is established that it cannot be moved. Thy throne is established of old, thou art from everlasting. Then it says, the floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. Now that's talking about the tumult that's in the sea, which is uh, a metaphor for the nations. If you go and read Revelation uh, 17 and 18, you'll see that the harlot of Babylon sits upon many waters, and those waters are the nations of the earth. Then it says in verse 4, Psalm 93, The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. The Lord on high is mightier than the Babylonian system. Yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. doesn't matter how much these waves roar or how much tumult there is and turmoil. The Lord on high, he's on high, he's above it, and he's mightier. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. And holiness means to be set apart. It means to be pure and unsullied from that which defiles. So we need not be defiled by Babylon, by Antichrist, by Leviathan. And let me just say this right now. You are sullied when you allow fear to touch your spirit, to touch your inner man, to touch your soul. When you allow that fear message. And, and so guard your hearts, folks, because we're not supposed to be feeding on fear. We're supposed to be feeding in his word. The Lord's really challenged me personally lately to say, look, you need to stop looking at certain things giving it your attention and give more attention to my word. Give more attention to me. And that's a lesson that God's been teaching me all my Christian life. 
and really teaches all of us. So it's so important, friends, to understand that we're supposed to keep ourselves uh, and preserve ourselves and guard against focusing on the fear of mercy. Psalm 97 says, The Lord reigneth. Just like it starts with the same as Psalm 93, The Lord reigneth. Yahweh reigns. God is in control. That old chorus that we used to sing, sometimes still do, God is still on the throne and he will remember his own. And you know, it's quite, you know, it's, you could say it maybe even sounds a little but you know, almost childish. You know, um, quite twee, you might even say. But you know, sometimes these simple truths, like I always say, all the gospels contained in that children's chorus, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Same thing with that, God is still on the throne and he will remember his own. And we need to just sometimes remind ourselves that God is still on the throne. He's still Lord. And, and to say he's still Lord is actually laughable because he's always been Lord and he's always going to be Lord because he's not Lord based on time constraints. He's Lord because he's Lord eternally. And that's the one truth that the devil can't shake off. He can uh, disrupt. He can try and delay things. But he cannot knock God off the throne. He can't knock Jesus off his place at God's right hand. That truth of the Lordship of Christ is what we need to ram and cram into our thinking. We need to be speaking it constantly. The Lord reigneth, let the earth rejoice, let the multitude of isles be glad thereof. Let the British isles be glad thereof, folks. It's so important that here in Britain, in the British isles, we remind ourselves he's Lord. He's Lord of Britain, he's Lord of Scotland, he's Lord of Wales, he's Lord of Northern Ireland, he's Lord of England. And what we need to do, we need to understand he's Lord over these things, Lord over these uh, countries, over this nation. But our prayers, our endeavours, our labours ought to be that he's Lord of these islands. And there's a difference because you can be Lord over a territory but the people in that territory can rebel against you, even though you're Lord over it. But when you're Lord over it, it means that they surrender to your Lordship. And folks, that's what the gospel is meant to do. It's meant to get folks to surrender to his Lordship. Now is not the time to be putting evangelism to the, the, the side. It's a time to be bringing it uh, front and centre again. Because we need to get folks saved. We need the harvest. But... We need, to, we need to understand it's the Lordship of Jesus that's been challenged, that's been questioned, that's been fought against. Now, I, there's a little book, um, that, that, that I, one of my favourite Christian books of all time, uh, Alexander McLeod's Messiah, uh, The Governor of the Nations, an old book, a few hundred years old, and, and he talks about the Lordship of Jesus, but, you know, it's, it's an old book, but it's, a, it's an absolutely relevant message. And he brings up this point that you might be thinking, or that people might say to you, well, if Jesus is Lord, why is the world in the, the condition it's in? Why are the nations 
rebelling against them because that's exactly what they're doing. They're rebelling against his lordship. And, you know, as I said, scripture covers this. Psalm 2, Psalm 149. You ought to steep yourselves in these psalms because they cover our present predicament. They cover the conditions of the earth. And there's time to time uh, that the nations really rise up against the Lord. And this is one of those times, arguably the worst ever. Because there is a global conspiracy. The four horns are definitely of globalism, are colluding and uh, conspiring together. And Psalm 2 tells us there's a conspiracy. People that say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, haven't read the Bible. You know, if Christians say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, say, you, you've never read Psalm 2 then. The nations, the, the leaders of the nations are conspiring together against Yahweh and against his son. So you're not a conspiracy theorist because you think there's a conspiracy. You're a Bible believer. Amen? Now, what I want to say to you is just because things are bad, just because the rebellion is clearly there to be seen and, and certainly felt right now, that's proof, folks, that Jesus is Lord because who are they rebelling against then? There's a rebellion because there's a Lord. There's a conspiracy because somebody is in control. And the conspiracy is against that person. And the conspiracy is satanic and involves, of course, uh, spirits in, of wickedness and have high places, heavenly places, in the second heaven. Um, and, of course, the ground troops, the demons. So the nations are in a tumult because the kingdom of darkness is... Uh, rising up against the Lordship of Christ because the devil knows his time is short. And so these are times to rejoice because we're going to see the victory. Now we're not trying to get the victory because we're already victorious in Christ. He already is causing us to triumph right now. And the Bible says that if you have faith, your faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So we were born in victory. We were, uh, we, we stepped into victory the minute we gave our lives to Jesus. We are a company of victory. The remnant army is not an army trying to get victory. It's an army that's going from victory to manifest victory. Now, that, that's what we need to understand. The victory is ours. It's actually in our DNA. It's actually within us. It's an eternal victory. But what we're looking to happen, looking for to happen, sorry, is that we want to see that victory manifest in our in front of our eyes. We need to see it and walk in it here on this earth because it's already ours eternally. And that's what all this is. You could say it's some kind of big exam or test in many ways, because that which is eternally true, the victory of God, the glory of God. The rule of God in and through his son, the Lord Jesus, our Lord and Saviour, that has to be manifest in the earth. And it's our job to do it. If you're sitting there saying, well, God's going to do it. God's going to do it one day. We're going to see it. Oh, I hope to see it one day. That's not faith, folks. It's very weak and diluted faith. Faith says the victory is ours. Lord, let it manifest you see that prayer that jesus gave us thy kingdom come means thy kingdom appear right now 
Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are decrees. They're prophetic decrees, but they're also decrees of eternal truth and eternal reality, which is God's kingdom exists. His rule is real. It's just that it needs to catch up with the third dimension, sorry, the three-dimensional world that we live in. Because beyond the dimensions of this earth, the physical universe, in other words, under the sun, under the uh, light speed barrier, over in the glory realm, above the light speed barrier, where time is no more, time stops, and um, where things are to us invisible, he's Lord. He reigns. But as we speak it, we need to see it manifest in this earth. I want to tell you a very quick story before we wrap this up, and it's this. When the song Rule Britannia was created, words and music, Britain was not the most powerful navy in the sea. Apparently it was the Dutch navy where it was more powerful. But when Britons began to sing Rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves, okay? When they began to sing that, it wasn't long, but a few years of them singing that, because it was a very popular song, that the Royal Navy of Britain became the most powerful, by far, Navy uh, on the seas, in the earth. What does that tell us? If you speak a thing, you shall have whatsoever you say. If you decree a thing, and particularly if, if it's in line with God's purpose. Remember that song begins with, when Britain first at heaven's command... So it was clearly God's purpose for the British Empire to be the most powerful empire because on those seas, missionaries sailed to uh, the, the corners of the globe, bringing the gospel. You and I need to say the Lord reigns. It tells us, say among the nations, the Lord reigns. So we need to start speaking these things. To say among the nations, that the Lord reigns. We've got to start speaking these things. Or we should, could say it this way. Say among the nations that Jesus is Lord. That's Psalm 96. Say among the nations that the Lord reigns. Amen. And he shall judge the people righteously. Say it, folks. Speak it. Speak it in your everyday language. Say it in prayer. Decree it. And keep speaking it. Keep saying and say it to people, say among the nations, and say it to yourself, and say it to God, and say it to the, 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 the whole spirit world. Jesus is Lord. The Lord bless you, folks.